welcome to the latest episode of the Autocar Business Changemakers podcast in association with Tomorrow's Journey. I'm joined as ever in the studio by Chris Kirby, CEO of Tomorrow's Journey. And joining us today for a chat is Rob Buckland, who is the Chief Sales Officer at Gridserve. Thank you very much for coming in and joining us. How are you? Pleasure. Yeah, really good. Very warm, but very good. Um, yeah, so thanks for having me. Thank you. No, we were just saying, by the time this goes out in kind of mid, mid-October, mid everyone's going to be freezing cold, <laughs> but it's the like one hot week of the year we're recording it's, this. Hence it's the, yeah, doing warm out The there. shorts, good. and this will probably be a super short podcast. We'll get really hot in here. And we'll just be like, yeah, yeah, that'll do, that'll do. <laughs> the only time I've come in the podcast year for a bit of respite, actually, usually it's, uh, <laughs> it usually is an absolute furnace. Rob, I think we should start. Um, people know Gridserve very well. It's sure. quite a prominent company in, in our sphere, but probably more for the charging uh, than the leasing, which is what you're primarily involved yes. with. Can you tell us a little bit about that relationship? Sure, yeah, yeah. We, we um, at Gridserve, we have a very unique um, solution in the market um, called Sun to Will. You say Gridserve know us. A lot of people know Gridserve. They do if you own an electric car and you charge on our network. But outside of that, 99% of the audience that don't drive electric, um, you know, that's the audience we, we need to, to be in front of. Um, so we have a, a, a unique solution called Santa Will, um, which, which in, in embraces um, the generation of energy through solar farms, through the distribution of energy through our charge point network, which is nationwide, uh, from Land's End to John O'Groats, and then through the wheel element, uh, which is the leasing side of the business. So how do we get more and more people into EVs and then connect that to our solo and our, our, um, our network? Okay, and when did you become involved in that program? Sure. How long has it been going on? Yeah, so I joined GridServe back in January 21. Um, you know, my, my background is all automotive. So coming into a sustainable energy business to set up an automotive arm so part of that business was, was interesting. It has been interesting. It's been challenging. It's been really rewarding. Um, and it's been, um, it's been really exciting to, to challenge um, the market in such a way that you know, we want to encourage more and more people to go EV and make that more accessible to more people, um, so, which is needed, right? Because we've got a climate emergency that we're, that we're tackling head on as a business. And you know, the, the, the mission of GridServe is to move the needle on climate change. And what, uh, I, I, it's a strange question, what came first? It's a bit of a chicken or an egg question. Sure. Did the, was it the need for charging that motivated GridServe and then the leasing came as part of that? Or do you yeah. think it was a two-pronged attack? It, interestingly, we're a sustainable energy business first and foremost, right? So, you know, we've been established for six, seven years um, as a sustainable energy business. Um, solar is, is the first thing. You know, our founders, um, you know, they date back you know, some time, you know, through their family generations in solar. Um, so, you know, they've always been in, in um, tech-enabled solar farms, um, which are really cool. If you ever get to see one, they're pretty insane. Um, but, yeah, they, so solar, solar first. We then had, um, or Toddington Harper, our CEO, had this wacky idea of building the world's first electric forecourt, um, which is based in Braintree in Essex, which opened during the pandemic. Crazy, but but it, 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 we went through it, right? And we, we came out the other end, and now it's a, it's a, it's a, a vibrant place to be. Um, but um, yeah, so, so the, the vision behind that was replacing the, the standard petrol forecourt mm-hmm. with a beautiful electric forecourt where there's no smell of petrol and fumes and all this stuff. It's a, a really cool place to be. Um, and, and the idea w- was then to use those centres as um, these um, EV experience centres, you know, to really encourage the local communities to come out and engage around going EV. Um, so I think... I think um, you know, through the COVID, that was challenging, but it's really now found its place. Um, and you know, with the help of tomorrow's journey, 
Chris over there, uh, we've been able to establish a really cool test drive solution, um, which enables us to encourage people to book test drives, turn up, um, and just engage with our amazing gurus on site, um, who are, you know, in effect the Apple geniuses of the world. You know, they they are all about. They're not pressure selling. They are there to advise and guide people in going EV. But not just to go EV, once you've adopted an EV, then to help you live with it um, and, and charge freely and easily, etc. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's the vision of what we've created. And I guess from the vehicle point of view, there's been, as there is in the business that you described, kind of the solar to charging to, to vehicle and kind of creating the sun, sun to wheel. It's been a bit the same in a micro way with the vehicles, right? So the first thing is like experience, get people in, help aid the transition. Uh, I think you guys are probably one of the the few places, if the only place that you can go and test drive kind of multiple EVs. Absolutely. It used to be the EV center in Milton Keynes. I remember actually went probably a little bit before its time. Um, We've kind of had that sort of situation, but you can come to a forecourt and try a BMW and then try a Hyundai and then try a Genesis. Absolutely. Have that option. So that's getting people comfortable with the, the product and the different products. Uh, and then I guess it's building on top of the, that, the services, right? So the, the leasing and Salsac yeah. and, and other, other things that, yeah. that are happening. So how, how have you guys found that, uh, that transition? Yeah, really, really interesting because, you know, we've, we've come into a space where we can see um, EV adoption is growing at a rate. It's growing at a rate probably more for fleets and, and Salsac than it is consumer. Um, we offer leasing solutions across all of those markets. So we've got a consumer offering, uh, we've got a fleet offering, and we've also just launched Salo Sacrifice, I say just in June, um, which is doing really, really well. Um, we, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of coming at it slightly differently to Octopus, but very much a similar process. Um, we, um, yeah, you, you touch on the EV experience at the forecourts. It's fully brand agnostic. You know, we're not representing one brand. You know, we, we're not trying to replace a dealership. We're trying to come at this as the EV experts in the market. Um, so if you want to come into a, uh, a electric forecourt and understand how to charge a car, how to how to live with one, we can help with test drives and extended test drives to, to enable that, um, to actually get an experience in any brand. You could do back-to-back test drives. Um, and then once you've found the right place or where that fits for you, um, we, can, we can help with leasing solutions, whether that um, is leasing or subscription and things like that that we're looking to looking to extend our offering um into into that consumer space so i think yeah for us it's been it's been interesting trying to because we only offer evs we don't offer anything else in the market so you know if you're on the fence and you want hybrid you want to make that transition that jump which a lot of people seem to think they do want to make um albeit it's the wrong one because you know it's it's you, you can go from petrol you can live with an ev you know we do it etc mm-hmm. and i drive miles in my car and it's it's more accessible than ever um so um and yeah and i think you know to make that jump to ev you kind of need to give people that experience to um to be able to learn and develop their understanding in a, in a non-pressured environment which you wouldn't get in a dealer environment right you wouldn't get that no so, I, I always i've always associated grid serve i say always for the past two years i've associated grid serve with that experience it's funny you should mention covid because the opening day of braintree was i think my first outing <laughs> yes the lockdown. Right. um and it was such a it felt like such a moment because sure. you know, every mainstream EV on sale was there and yes. the public were dropping in to see what this was all about. And I, I was back there the other day and it still feels different. It still feels like almost a destination. Yes. And now that you're rolling in that exposure to other brands, I guess people can get a snapshot of the entire market, the entire lifestyle, 
on one site. Yes, absolutely. And I think we're taking that further. The EV experience for us is, um, you know, we're creating this kind of um, this this experience concept. So, you know, we've, we've introduced test drives. We did that months and months ago, um, and that's going really, really well. But actually, how do we then extend that beyond? So how do we actually say, an hour's not enough? You know, how do I actually experience it over a weekend, you know, and actually go and pick my kids up and do the shopping and do, mm -hmm. you know, do the normal stuff in it. Um, so, and that's really important. So we're taking that further. Um, and then, and then, you know, even like readiness surveys, surveys to understand, you know, actually answer some of these weird and wonderful questions. Let's take someone's average journeys over a week plot it into a survey, uh, which sounds really dreadful. It's more creative than that uh, and more more exciting than that. And what, what that churns out is actually which car which cars would fit best for your requirements yeah. you know which what sort of charging would you would you do are you home based charging or are you are you at the forecourt are you out on the road in, in the electric highway for example um, and and it plots all of this out it's really really cool um, so we we want to take that experience further we really want to use um, you know data led kind of discussions you know we want to be able to myth bust in a really creative way and in and in an enjoyable way for people to come in and actually learn and develop their understanding the four courts we do so much with um you know cubs and scout groups and things like that to really educate everyone you know the next generation that come through are probably going to be driving electric vehicles mm -hmm. right so let's talk to them today let's yeah. let's actually encourage them today you know the partnership with fulham football club which we've recently done. You know, that was all about, okay, how do we get our brand out into mainstream market? Uh, but then actually, how do we also, you know, work with their academies, the younger generation to help support that EV adoption? You know, we've just rolled out salary sacrifice to the Fulham Fulham Football Club, 350 employees. Um, and, you know, the, the, the idea there is to get them in, get them going green, get them, get them join EVs. They charge at, at Motspur Park on our charges. Um, so, you know, it's a really cool. It's a really cool um, uh, partnership, but it's it's we can do that. You know, with multiple fleets, with multiple businesses, um, and encourage the employee base to go EV through EV experience. Mm -hmm. I think recently as well, the one that um, we, we talked about, and I think I loved seeing it come online, was with Molly's Diner sure. as well. That partnership yeah. again, the place that uses yes. your uh, charging or part of your charging infrastructure, and uh, yeah, partnering with them as a kind of a Soho house. You know, type initiative and then yeah. having vehicles there to test drive for the for the weekend actually like two weekends after i stayed at one actually, oh, I, was really? like, I was like i want to go back and try yeah. but it was nice for me click, click on the link and like yes. that, and it was the tj platform just fine. yes um but like that kind of thing as well being able to partner up with, with people like that like that as well that is crucial so you know monies are a, uh, an amazing partner of ours we've worked with them for many years for charging uh, we've always we've always talked around how do we take it further? How do we give your visitors, um, you know, your your hotel stay or your diner diner visitors an experience? How do we get them thinking about going EV? Um, and that was we were able we we enabled to be to, to tie into our EV experience um, with their mileage drive through um, or drive in cinema experience, which was powered by GridServe. So um, that was a pretty cool experience to do that. And we, we, we will do more and more of that around the UK um, using your platform. We will yeah. be able to, to take, take our EV experience on the road. Mm. The one thing I'm quite interested to hear from you is a lot of what you've just mentioned, the data driven surveys, the, the experience, the exposure to lots of different brands. There's so much noise at the moment from sure. all from all corners of the market. How do you cut through that? How do you tell your customers 
this is what the reality looks like. Yeah, for us, it's the experience. It's, it's us like hitting it head on, mm. you know. And and I think the only way you can challenge that is by kind of being a bit creative. Um, you take the mollies. Um, you know, we could have sat still and said, "No, nah, we're, we're not going to do that." Mm. Actually, put one car there for exactly a of that. Days or something. No, like let's that. tackle it head on. Let's get out there. Let's get out there and tackle it head on. I think by giving people an experience in a car. Is, the, is really the only way to kind of tackle people's um, the FUD, all the noise out there, all the, all the stuff that's going on around driving EVs. I've driven an EV now for three years. Um, I moved from my combustion engine vehicle, which I adored, into an EV, or the easiest transition to a Peugeot E208, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's progressed since then, thankfully. But, um, you know, I think that was that was kind of like you know the the ring of fire like wow okay i'm in an ev now geez i've got to live with this and in, in the winter was very interesting at times on the m25 to my trip to braintree yeah. from berkshire um but but i can it is it's livable it's doable and it's easier now than ever um you know with with the art with our charge infrastructure which is growing at a rate um you know we've just um we're at 171 locations now around the uk when i joined we had one we had one at Braintree, so, um, so that's what two and a half, three years ago nearly. So um, you can see the rate that we're running, um, and we're doing that because we've got a climate emergency that we need to we need to hit head on. Um, and as as grid servers, um, we are all bought into that. Mm. You know, no day we can't we can't stand still on any one day. We have to keep moving forward. Have to keep finding solutions. Keep being innovative. Keep tackling the noise head on. Um, you know, in a positive way. We're not trying to greenwash anyone or anything like that we're not trying to we're not trying to you know, brainwash anyone about going going electric we are we're passionate about doing something about our climate and going in with eyes open and you know, we've talked a lot about ev transition through this this podcast series and yeah you know, a lot of it is about going in with your eyes open not just going and going oh, i'll just pick the coolest looking one because mm-hmm. that might not be the thing that's best suited for you it's not suitable for everyone but as I said i think like most people should be able to transition pretty sure. pretty easily, easily and then it's understanding what that means for you because again everybody's different right and i think getting that that ev experience it's a different challenge to uh ice vehicles because everyone's yep. used to it so you go and test drive you go oh, i'm going to spend saturday test driving some cars you go to two or three dealers driving sure. around the industrial estate oh i liked the whizzy button on this thing i'll buy it it's different in an ev when you're making the transition so that experience the, the best way for me at, at least is to cut through the noise is getting one yes it for a bit totally agree. um so maybe you want to try and come what i've said a few times to people is like if you're really not sure go and try a few and mm. somewhere like braintree is great where you can just go okay right well I, the ionic 5 is really big inside i really like that okay so i'll take that over the polestar or whatever and then maybe go and get one maybe go and subscribe to one for a couple yeah. of months yeah as well or take an extended test drive maybe then you subscribe to one for a couple of months and then you can start to make some real informed choices about it and that's really sure. for me like the only way to cut through that sure. that real noise is you go well i, I promise you those things aren't true <laughs> have one yes and and that's definitely uh, definitely and that's where i think you, you guys are doing such a great job in yeah that, in that space right yeah and i think there's more to do for us you know we we currently go from a one hour test drive to leasing <laughs> yeah there needs to be something it's, in the middle it's a bit of a jump, to be. Yeah, yeah. and i think for us you know that extended test drive um view that we have you know how do we take someone um from an hour test drive and you love it great brilliant why don't you take it for the weekend experience it actually live with it for the weekend and then like you say you know if you love it that much but you don't want to commit to a two-year lease which is generally where they start you know can can we take you into a subscription model mm. or you know even better still you know 
our funders need to think differently around um, flexible leasing, mm -hmm. right? Which is ultimately a subscription. You know, subscription yeah. is you know classed as a, a short-term contract, but actually on average, subscriptions last for eight, nine, ten months, twelve yeah, months, right? Yeah. So um, how do we? And and I've challenged the funders on this a few times. And I say funders, I'm talking about you know the main automotive funders in the market uh, that are behind our leasing solution. Um, you know, how do they? look at an EV differently to how you would a combustion engine vehicle today. Today, a combustion engine vehicle, they, 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 they put a contract on the road, but they price it for three years. Mm. Okay, that's great. But what happens to an EV after three years? Why can't we second life it? Yeah. Why can't we actually look at an EV over an eight-year life cycle mm. and then utilize the asset beyond the, free, the first contract in a subscription, a car club, a rental model, etc., um, rather than just putting it to auction. Mm -hmm. yeah, so these are, these are, this is how we, uh, the market needs to be a bit more innovative, a bit more you know, pioneering. And as GridServe, you know, we, are, we are pushing those ideas to funders. Yeah. We're pushing those ideas to market because um, we've got to find solutions to tackle the climate crisis mm -hmm. and that that's why we exist the way we do today why is there that reticence do you think from from the funders perhaps to to adopt these new ways of thinking it's 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 a different it's a different product isn't it it's it's and you know we it, all of a sudden the evs have just started to grow at such a rate mm -hmm. um and uh you know and we're starting to see first iterations of cars coming back into the second hand the second hand market um and buyers aren't there for them generally you know so they need to be used differently they need to be you know I, I, I've got this idea that I, I, I want to get out there which is all about how do we bring um, people to an EV marketplace type mm -hmm. solution you know how do we bring someone into an EV marketplace with funders vehicles are sitting and not moving through through auctions um, through no fault of anyone there's just EVs are at a, a point where there's a lot of learning that needs to happen across the market mm -hmm. Whether that's a funder, whether it's a consumer, whether it's a fleet fleet manager, or whatever it might be, is a lot of learning. Um, and as GridServe, we've, you know, we're we're very passionate about. Okay, so, um, you know, how do we prove that actually after a second, after the first life, the batteries are still in really good health? We just, we bought a, a business um, last year that's now labelled up as GridServe Technologies, um, and they did a huge study with um, LEVC, the black cabs millions of miles of data around actually battery life and conditions and state of health and all this type of stuff um, and we want to bring that into the mainstream audience as a de facto um, battery passport so you know you you drive a grid serve car you have it on your first life of contract um, it comes back and we we know the health of the batteries eight years plus uh, predicted predicted life of the battery if it's used in the same way put it into the rental market put it into mm. subscription second life at used evs etc you know or, or a used ev leasing which is another thing the funders <laughs> need to come to market yeah, with yeah. um so this is all the stuff we're trying to hit head on i spoke to i spoke to those guys that you just mentioned uh, the battery modelers about three years ago sure. under their old name sure and uh the data they gave me then and the animations they showed me the spreadsheets a lot of it went over my head i'll admit sure. but um a, a lot of it was so eye-opening is why is this not more widely known that you can have a a four-year-old ev and it's a new car you know yeah, we yeah. don't need to factor in your 50 percent depreciation curves because you are effectively still buying something sure. that's just come out the factory absolutely no, no timing belts yeah, and, exactly. yeah, cams exactly. and stuff all this stuff that it starts the engine starts to get loose yep. after 60 there isn't that there's so few moving parts but it is the bit of the unknown right we had 
Toby from the BVRLA on yes, earlier in, the, yes. in the, the season and he was talking about this kind of area of unknown for mm. the policing companies. SMR is really unknown. You know, the, the, there's not the data there to be able to predict properly. So there's this kind of like fear of the unknown, whereas actually they should be a real safe bet. But it just needs to be thought totally differently. Agree. But totally in agree. the kind of single life, single use, like a nice vehicle, it's actually probably a little bit terrifying for those guys. Now yes. they're starting to see yeah. tens of thousands of them rolling through the through the books, right? So, uh, absolutely. Um, and I think the it is the data is insane, right? But that that presents another argument. Well, who owns the data? You know, yeah. and the OEMs have data that maybe they don't share or whatever. And we're collecting data on telematics that. Um, you know, maybe go against some of the OEM predictions of how the batches would, would perform and all this type of stuff. So there's a whole data piece in there that mm-hmm. that is, you know, uh, uh, quite difficult to understand and navigate through. And I think that's where a lot of challenges are. But you know, I think we're we're in a society that needs to make changes quickly and mm-hmm. fast because of the climate crisis and all that stuff that's going on. Um, so we need to cut through that stuff. Yeah, like, really quick. Visibility to that sort of data to those. It's reassuring, I think, a lot of that data that, that gets revealed by these sorts of studies. That could come to underpin a leasing model sure. in the vein of, of grid serves, whereby you need to convince people that they can own a car on a flexible basis and you know, give it back knowing that it's going to be in perfect health and they've not got to pay yes. ridiculous money. That 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 is vital, right? And that's you know, we so the the our our goal as as a business is to um, is to connect cars with charging with solar mm-hmm. etc um and um you know the view there is to uh we've got an app that we're working on behind the scenes which will be out hopefully early next year um it's, it's in test as we speak but that is about bringing um kind of tesla-esque experience right so um but very much brand agnostic we're not one brand so anyone that leases a car from us you know why can't we be um giving them um, access to an app which shows them battery health whenever they want it it shows them that actually they're driving and they're 20 miles away from one of our charge points and we've got too much sun from our solar arrays that we can give you half an hour free charging on our network Um, it shows them um, you know how to how to drive more efficiently through the data that we're giving through telematics Um, it you know it shows them insights into the battery health and guides them in how to use the car more effectively to, to preserve the battery life you know it's all of this type of stuff which which we want to bring to market to ensure that consumers uh, or anyone driving a, at an EV feels part of the GridServe network, feels connected with us as a brand um, and you know adopts an EV and lives with it easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things I was going to ask you a bit along a similar line, right? but I think you've got an interesting view on both sides of this. So we talk a bit about consumer adoption and the kind of noise in the market and also like the industry side. Which do you think is... Um, most challenged because your your background similar to to mine sure. you know, from working in funders and stuff um and yeah I, i'm interested to know whether you think like the there's more consumers out there questioning evs or actually the industry people are there kind of questioning them because sometimes i wonder whether a lot of the noise is our own <laughs> yeah i i i fully agree i think consumers we've got a long way to go you know affordability is is a big yeah. problem for, for people adopting EVs, right? Um, so it's getting better. Like there's more choice than ever uh, and there's more choice coming um, and there's more entry model pricing coming. Um, and funders are, are really coming to coming to market with some, with some exciting deals. So I think, you know, EV adoption is getting easier in the consumer space. 
it's not supported by all the noise and the nonsense around it. Um, you know, scaremongering and all this type of stuff that gets generated from from whatever. Um, so I think it's really important that, and that's why we EV Experience Centres is why we put them together. We're not trying to brainwash anyone. We're not trying to trying to um, you know push people down the wrong paths and stuff. We're trying to do it from a point of um, you know brand agnostic and a very you know hands off type approach. Um, you know which vehicle fits your requirements through data that we've gained from a, from a survey, from information you've inputted um, to guide you in the right way um, and then support you once you've adopted. Fleets, you know, fleets. Well, I've heard loads of things about fleet adoption. Um, you know, there, there's resistance to do so because drivers don't want to adopt an EV because of the scaremongering, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and fleet managers don't want to adopt them because it's challenging. You know, how do we keep mm-hmm. them charged all the time? How do we how do we effectively make sure that, that anyone charging a car on our network is, you know, they auto build and all this type of stuff? We're coming up with solutions to help that. Um, you know, we've, we've at Braintree in, in, in Essex, our electric forecourt, we help the Royal Mouths adopt 70 odd electric vans um, and they use our network to charge our, our forecourts really quickly to keep uptime, keep mm. them moving. Um, so, you know, these are sort of things which we're doing to try and help the EV adoption. But yeah, so, um, you know, in, it is challenging, it really is challenging, but um, we don't see it as a challenge. We, we thrive to that actually, we like, we enjoy it. We enjoy kind of coming up with um, solutions for these challenges. So, um, and um, you know, we, it's, it's becoming easier and easier. Mm-hmm. The, the network's growing, more EVs are coming to market at affordable prices. Um, so, and then we've got to come up with new products and solutions to help EV adoption far easier, such as subscription and... What is, what is then, what is that engagement like? What reaction are you getting from customers? Are you building a following? Yeah. Uh, are, they, are they listening, basically? They are, not, probably not as quickly as we'd like, but, um, but they are definitely, um, we, we're growing as a business, right? You know, we're, we're, I'm talking about the leasing arm here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've, we've kind of really got going middle of last year. Um, and, and it's, you know, my background is, is pretty much all leasing, select car leasing, et cetera. I spent many years there, um, which was, you know, an awesome experience, a great product, um, uh, but ICE and EV and everything, right? So we are just EV. So that kind of limits us a little bit in the market and our appeal. Um, but, um, but you know, the most searched vehicle in the market or the most searched um, drivetrain in the vehicle in, 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 the, in the market today is EV, right? So mm-hmm. there's a huge opportunity. And it's, it, for me, it's a, uh, you know, nine times percent of the audience uh, don't drive EV. So we've got a huge opportunity there to, to, get, to get more and more people into, into these vehicles. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, I, I think it's, just a, it's just an exciting time. People are listening. We've got uh, more, more of a following than ever. You know, our, our um, leasing um, following online, you know, 4.9 out of, out of 5 on Trustpilot. Our charging network is now 4.1 out of 5, and, and, and that's a hard thing to do. 170 locations, you know, thousands of charge points out there. You know, they're not all going to be uptime every single time. It's not going to be easy. We challenge that because, you know, we, we, we send grid servers out to the network to help support charging experiences at Rugby Service Station, at Exeter, at Cornwall, or wherever it might be, because we're, we're, we're passionate about ensuring that people are having a good experience. So we're in it head on. Um, and trust me, that's not easy, because you, know, you, you can put up to some of these charges and you know, you've got queues of people trying to charge their mm-hmm. cars. They're not happy because um, there's not enough charges and we're trying our best to, to keep moving at, at, and at the pace we need to move. Um, 
but you know to, to go there as a grid server and help support our customers in charging um, you know we are trying to create that ambassadorial approach of, of, of customers whether you're a leasing customer whether you're a charging customer whether you're interested in going EV and you just want a bit of support um, you know we're very passionate people to help that happen mm. and are you, are you finding it tricky because well certainly on this podcast we've explored a lot of different leasing models from various sure various players in the market OEMs startups uh, even companies moving into that sphere from completely other industries so how do you how do you stand out in a way how do you compete with those with those other names sure so I think um, I mentioned at the start about us connecting connecting the car the customer and charging that's how we stand out mm-hmm. right so you know when you when you lease an electric car from us um whether that's being derived from online whether it's derived from a forecourt you've, you've gone in and you spoke to a guru you've had an amazing experience there you've test drove cars and then you've sp- you, you spoke to our leasing team to to engage on the lease um you then once you take delivery of that vehicle you then get three months of free energy across our network um, which is, you know, sustainable energy. You know, it's not. It's it, we're 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 providing the energy from our own solar farms. We've generated ourselves, um, and we give you three months free charging, and we plant hundred trees to offset any carbon from the production of that vehicle. So, um, and we don't stop there. You know, we we then try and encourage um, engagement through charging experiences through the network as well. So, um, and I think that's how we how we're different to competitors in the market um, we see our customers lifetime value you know we want to when i say about the app that we're releasing next year that's to encourage more engagement so you know we if we if we you know generate a ton of sun a ton of energy a ton of electricity from the sun from our soda farms we then um you know we 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 get charged weirdly by national grid when there's too much power going into the grid Mm -hmm. um so how can we then give that experience to our customers to say look we know you're 10 miles away we we can see your cars at 50 percent pop in for a 30 minute free charge at rugby service stations for example Mm -hmm. whatever it might be that's the experience we want to bring um and we are working tirelessly to bring that to life behind the scenes so and that's how we would connect solar charging and the car together yeah that's really interesting i think a lot of people maybe don't realise how data sharing like that can actually facilitate a journey, For make sure. it a lot quicker. Um, and that sort of, it, it's hard to manage though, that sort of thing. I, maybe the understatement of the year, but you can't expect to instantly hit a button and every car is connected to this system no. and working flawlessly in a way. So how how long will it take to build up that sort of dream scenario? Yeah, so we obviously today we sit in a kind of a broker model um our view is to move to a funder model um so where we can take control of the client um and give them that grid serve experience in its entirety right now broker you know we sit in the middle between a customer and a funder mm-hmm. um and uh, yeah that's a, an amazing model and it's been very successful in the market for many years and, and that won't go away uh, but how do we give that grid serve experience in its entirety is by funding our own solution, um, which is definitely um, a, a view um, that we'd like to move to. Um, so, and yeah, our vision is to give that full, that full kind of experience of, of, of GridServe. Whether that's you know you're 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 seeking advice online and um, you're 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 an online journey to someone that's walking into a forecourt, whether that's a Braintree, whether that's a Norwich or Gatwick, which is opening this year. Um, uh, to um, to get an EV experience, whether it's a roadshow, and you've seen us at a roadshow, you've test driven our vehicles, etc. Um, to then lease in 
whether that's you know subscription to a, a flexible lease to a lease um, you know we we want to connect that all together and then also taking it into the contract we want to connect that journey to our to our charging charging network as well across the nation so um, and the only way of doing that really is is taking control of that customer mm-hmm. um, and giving them that experience um, not just for one contract for multiple contracts for 10 years etc mm. i'm trying to think is this the first time we've discussed leasing as an experience something you yeah i think so yeah do and enjoy almost yeah so we've talked a lot about the d- digital experience as well and something that also i'm interested to get your thoughts on because you we've talked a lot about experiencing an ev getting in it and driving it and the importance of that which also we've talked about during the the series but also we've talked about digitization frictionless yes. you know, a lot of people but buying online now yes. uh, it's definitely the subscription type models and car sharing this digital side and i guess it interested to get your thoughts on how you see those combining because ultimately for an ev and particularly if you're looking at converting them you'll get them to sit in one and, and drive yeah. one right so uh yeah just how you're kind of blending that seamless digital experience but also with the physical there's room for both i think there really is and i think you know i've I've operated in the dealer world um very passionate about those times great times um and they they do an amazing job um but when you can go into an ev experience center with multiple brands around you um have a you know a a touch screen kind of model to see different vehicles and different you know what what options you can add on the vehicles and all that stuff um and be spoken to by a guru who's got no interest other than just offering advice to you, offering advice to you um, in, in how to adopt an EV and live with it, um, uh, to then having a, having a website, which is then rich of all that content too, um, that's then supported by a leasing team, which is, again, just fully passionate about getting you into the right car that fits your requirements. Um, I'm very passionate about both of those models, uh, and we seem to have captured both of those quite well at the moment there's always room for improvement always room to move that forward always room to 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 take that experience further and and to to the point where we really really want to get to the point where someone could go into a a, a electric forecourt of ours and we've got ambitions to to build a hundred of those by 2030 we're on our third one which is in catwick airport the mm-hmm. world's first electric forecourt at an airport location very excited about that um we've got seven or eight others i think in pipeline for next year um that um that that will be live you know or mo- moving to be live by the end of next year um so and and those experiences are all about that physical experience you know we've got um we've got a customer engagement team around physical experience and digital experience you know so we're passionate about making sure that both of those worlds can come together and blend nicely together um and um from a from like i say from a brand agnostic point of view you know so you can you can offer we can offer advice on any product um and uh, and then once you're on the road in your new ev we can then connect you to our network as well which is really exciting yeah i guess it's product as well in kind of two dimensions because you've got the product as in what car but product as in what what, finance. what financing option or what's your your method of getting it and i guess that's something that you, know, you want to open up those options even further, but already sure. just kind of start to have more of them. You know? so maybe yeah. some people it would be better to buy one. Mostly it might be longer term leasing, but sometimes sure. shorter term, sometimes more flexible. Yeah, and I think um, EV lends itself really well. Electric vehicles lend itself really well to leasing mm-hmm. um, or 
flexible leasing or subscription yeah. or whatever it might be um, you know because it's, it's a new drivetrain it's something that someone's got to get used to and adopt and adapt to um, so I think it's important to give them the opportunity to experience whether that's a test drive whether it's extend, extended test drive whether it's subscription or whatever it might be um, you know I think there's there's definitely room for all of those products to come and, and find their way in the market we want to deliver all of them um, so our, our goal is to try and find solutions for those um, at the moment we offer leasing two to five two to five years it's not it's not good enough we need some more stuff lower end as well which is which is why we embrace the tj platform to allow us to bring in come into that come into that market that space um but um yeah i think i think for us it's 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 ensuring that there's opportunities to fund that meet the requirements of our audience so whether that is a consumer whether it's a fleet that want to trial some evs in their fleet but let's give them a solution to do that uh, let's and let's give them the telematics from our grid serve technologies to show them that actually these drivers are ready mm-hmm. and this is why you know this is why this is proven data to show them why they're ready um, these are the journeys they're, act- they're actively doing every week and they pass our locations every week the- this is how we enforce change um, and encourage change and, imbra- and hopefully they embrace it um, so and these are solutions we're, we're coming up with mm. how low can you go you, you talked about you know two to five years isn't it big enough uh, big enough window um, sure. availability. so how, how much lower could you go could you go larger in terms of uh, fleet adoption what's the biggest fleet you could imagine supplying yeah so we um, you know our goal is to be the go-to EV brand in the market right mm-hmm. so um, for anything whether that's an experience whether it's education whether it's um, actually adopting a fleet um, so and and we're supported by some some awesome funders in the market um, you know, like I said earlier, we are, our goal is to to actually fund our own book and and uh, and operate as a funder. So then we've got control of the solutions we can bring to market. We can be innovative in that space. Uh, we can be very creative. Um, and you know, our goal is to to, to definitely kind of take control of that. Um, but you know, how low can we go? You know, I think subscription is is something we don't offer today. Something we're very keen to to look at offering um, because it's important that we can give. A variety of options to the market opportunities to come into our space into the EV space um, but it's also then not to just come into it because we, we've seen people come into it and then not be too happy or satisfied with mm. how it's gone um, so how do we get our customers the grid serve customers into that space and stay with it and and you know if if, if a product's not working for them then how can we encourage them to either change the way they're using that vehicle to suit the requirements or flexible leasing to the ability to say, well, that's not worked for you. Let's try something else. Um, and it's that, it's that space we need to be creative in and, and, and be innovative around the products we offer to that space, mm. that market. And that's what creates that loyalty, right? Again, another sure. constant kind of theme that's come back up is this change from having a customer. And again, you'll remember from your dealer days, as, as I do, of the, you know, buy or get, sell to the customer and then renew them in three years' time. Sure. And there's a gap in the middle, whereas there's more of an option, particularly with EVs, just to have a cyclical relationship. Absolutely. And, you know, the kind of old Netflix for cars is a way overused analogy, right? Yes. It's, it's, it's not the right one, but that idea of having a customer who would become a grid serve customer and just stay as a grid serve customer Absolutely. for 
10 years, 20 years, whatever, and they might go from having a small EV that they have on a three-month rolling subscription to then leasing something, and then eventually they're in a, a family vehicle. They've got three cars in their household, all from GridServe under the same, same account. For sure. Yeah, that kind of transition becomes something that I think lends itself really well to, to EVs, but also to an organization like GridServe, where you've kind of got that brand agnosticness, but enough of a footprint in the area. So. Totally, totally agree. Yeah, and we've had many conversations. <laughs> yeah, right? so, yeah, yes. uh, it's definitely the route we want to take and we are definitely moving to. The main purpose of this podcast is bring Chris's pub conversation <laughs> to, to a massive mass audience. We actually did have did, this conversation did, did over a bit. So, uh, we've definitely had it many, many times before. But yeah, I think one of the things I was going to kind of ask you as we were getting more towards the, the end of this is just what, and I think probably we've touched on it in loads of places through the conversation, but what, what is the kind of future for for grid serving that kind of leasing space what do you see kind of the next 12 to 18 months being sort of your key developments sure 12 to 18 months is a long time right <laughs> and lots can happen in grid serve certainly um uh, i think i've mentioned it a few times you know i think um we we want to um bring more and more opportunities for people to engage with ev um, to the market, so more solutions um, and innovation. So I said about our app, you know, how do we, you know, in 18 months time, we want a solution where someone could um, engage with us online or physical through our four courts, through our roadshow experiences, etc. Um, to uh, to then be able to pull up at a charger and have their half an hour free charging uh, on our network. Um, and all of that's driven by our app. Um, we want to um, we want to be able to offer more and more opportunities for people to come into that space. Um, so new solutions such as um, you know flexible leasing, used EV leasing, used EV marketplace, that type of solution um, we want to bring to market. Um, we um, our salary sacrifice program I mentioned is is um, is doing extremely well. You know really really well. We've we've only really rolled it out like I said in June um, but that for us is making it more affordable for more people to come into to the EV space um, you know because it's again it's deducted from salary etc it's got all your insurance encompassed in there um, but again that starts at two years so how do we then bring a 12-month solution etc um, to, to, to people um, so you know there's 18 months from here we'll have a connected car charging infrastructure um, with with our leasing experience um, and encompass that full sun to wheel model. This might sound pessimistic and I don't mean it to, but is there any way that your business could not grow exponentially over the next 12 to 18 months because as EV uptake rises, we've got things like the ZED mandate coming in mm-hmm. for January, mm-hmm. uh, which we still don't know exactly what it looks like, sure. yet, but we know it's going to drive EV uptake. Sure. Um, these are all going to conspire to help you, surely? Yeah, it's... it's you know, the reason I joined GridSurf three years ago was I could see the way the market's moving, um, and you know what better place to do to to do what I do in automotive um, to bring more and more people to EVs uh, when when you know the 2030 ban. I think the 2030 ban happened the day I pulled up at GridSurf okay. to meet Toddington <laughs> Harper. Um, so it was, it I, I heard it on the radio. I was like, Boris Johnson, this is amazing. Um, so it's really the best thing he did. But um, but yeah, I think. Um, you know, I think for, for, for me, that just kind of that, that sealed the deal for me in my head where I, where I knew where I needed to operate. Um, and, you know, electric vehicles, yeah, I, I, I've, I've had one for three years. I can't stress it's probably the most 
nicest experience you could have being in an EV, driving effortlessly, stress-free. stress, stress free. Um, And it is such a nice experience. Yeah, yeah. And yes, okay, you had the odd charging issue, whatever it might be, um, but it's very minute. You know, the same way you could pull up a petrol station with fuel fuel sagas going on and, you know, not be, not be able to fuel your car. Um, you know, I, I've... You know, our network's growing exponentially, right? You know, and it's going to continue to grow. We've obviously raised a lot of funding recently, which was in the public eye. Um, you know, took our fundraise up to half a billion pounds, um, which is all about growing the infrastructure, growing the network. Um, you know, how do we put four courts in the ground quicker? How do we put mm-hmm. more hubs in the ground quicker? You know, well, we, 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 we bought Ecotricity uh, or the electric highway from Ecotricity. Um, and that access that gave us access to the MSAs, the motorway service areas across the UK. Um, but we've now started to take our charging hubs to retail sites, you know, so Dobbies. We've, we've done something with Dobbies in Swindon. We've got more of those coming down the tracks, uh, which makes it more accessible to more people. Um, you know, Solstice Park, which is a retail um, area on the A33. Um, so that, that for us is another retail site that, um, and we need more and more of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and this funding was to help that help accelerate the growth of charging around the UK. Um, and uh, and my job now is to um, establish funding so we can actually really exponentially grow the leasing arm uh, to put more EVs on the road to keep the charging moving forward at a pace, right? So, um, and uh, yeah, and then, where 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 beyond that, you know, do, do we t- can we take our model into other markets around the world? Absolutely. Fantastic, quiet then, not much to do. <laughs> yeah, it's quite busy, it's, it's a bit frantic, it's been very frantic recently, but yeah, the last three years, I think I didn't have a grey hair inside. Uh, <laughs> That's a lie, I definitely need to well, the, uh, the the Gatwick site, I, I remember being dismayed a few months ago because I counted on it being open, didn't do any sure. research, and it yeah. wasn't, so I had to drive at 40 miles an hour for 100 miles. <laughs> but um, will that be similar to Braintree in that it'll have a, a sort of showroom element upstairs and yeah. cars on site? Yeah, well, Gatwick's an interesting one for us because... Uh, Utilization is going to be mad, right? Mm-hmm. At Gatwick, it's going to be crazy. That's really um, going to take off. Yeah, but is immediately fired. We need to talk after this. That's really bad. It's going to <laughs> terminal. <laughs> uh, brilliant. But um, yeah, so that that's been an interesting model for us to kind of understand. Actually, you know, even like having taxi drivers parking on site mm-hmm. um, whilst they wait for their wait for their guests to arrive at, at the terminal. So, um, and it's not a big footprint, right? It's it's very much like so you've been to Braintree, that's kind of a forecourt layout, so all the charges out front. Mm-hmm. Norwich is very different. Norwich is um, all charging underneath yes. retail upstairs, which creates a wicked um, retail experience and a, and a, and a great, um, very vibrant atmosphere in there, very different to Braintree. Um, Gatwick's same as Norwich, so all charging underneath. Um, and um, how do we create an EV experience at Gatwick with no real parking for test drives? Um, will be interesting. So we've, we've, we're working on some concepts around that. Um, I can see Car Club working quite well there um, for people flying in from, from Europe or wherever um, and needing a car to go to a meeting or, or for a few days, kind of a rental car club yeah, solution. Yeah. Um, I can see that working brilliantly um, at Gatwick. So we're working on solutions to, to, to be able to f- facilitate that. Um, and a very, very much a digital experience upstairs. Um, we're, we're creating this really, really cool kind of genius bar concept, um, which is very engaging, um, all about creating um, a VR kind of AR sort of experience about going EV. Um, so, but we see that that's our international shop front, right? 
Um, can't wait to try it. Yeah, it'd be awesome. When when did you try it? Uh, we're we're I think we're we're aiming for the end of the year. Um, there's um, we uh, there's some generation of power issues that we're working through at the moment. Okay. Um, the building's up. If you drive around there now, you can see the building. Um, our, our construction team are doing an amazing job with that. Um, and um, yeah, the aim is for the end of the year to be live with that one. Cool. I definitely head down there, sort of uh, on my usual routes to various places. Awesome. Uh, brilliant. Well, I think uh, on that note. I think yeah, uh, the temperature's just reached 46 in there. Yeah, exactly. When the uh, sweat bits yeah. drops come on the brow, you know, that's time to wrap up. That's well, it's summer to wheel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it definitely is. It's all your fault. Well, thank no, you very much for joining us. Thank you for awesome. giving us that insight. It's been, uh, it's been great to hear from thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Chris, as always. And uh, thank you to you for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Thanks so much, James.